All right, welcome to the Me Dwelle podcast. Stuart Anderson here. Episode 82 with Derek Blazard. Grateful for Derek, not only for the time he spent to be on the podcast today, but his incredible sponsorship of the team. He's a new team sponsor for 2023 from Beckett and Rob. Custom Suits. Grateful for him and thankful for not only the incredible raffle prizes that he's given away the last two years, which are custom suits, uh, but also for his support of the team. Uh, he's an incredible man with an, an awesome story, not only about his cycling, but about his business, uh, how he manages not only his family, but also his in- incredible travels to Europe and everything that he gets to see and ride. He has been on some of the most iconic uh, climbs in Italy and all over Europe that you'll get to hear about. So thankful for Derek, thankful for his friendship and example to the team. Absolutely one of the best men uh, that I know, and I'm grateful for him and his support of everything we do. Uh, Big thanks to everybody who's ordering kits right now. We've got the summer kits open. They will close on May 8th. That's Monday, May 8th. So uh, get your summer order in. We'll do one more this year. Uh, but that's really late in the fall. Those are fall kind of winter items. So this is the time where you want to get all your summer stuff. The kits will be delivered in June, mid-June, where we'll also do a picture. Very important. Earmark this conversation right now. If you would like to be in this picture this summer, uh, you're going to need to have a red kit. So get red kits. That's what we'll all be wearing for the team picture. And uh, if you don't have one, Obviously, you'll have to scramble to find one or not be in the picture. So everybody's going to be in red team picture this summer. So get your kit orders in. If you have any questions about sizing or style or fabrics or anything, I've experienced most of the stuff and I'd be happy to help. Uh, So just ask and I'll help you order. All right. Enjoy this episode with Derek and uh, we'll see you out there. Bye. All right. Welcome, everybody. Episode 82. What's up? I'm Stuart Anderson. I'm solo today. I mean... I've got Derek, but it's just me and you, man. Intimate. Awesome. <laughs> hey, good. so uh, super grateful to be joined today by Derek. Derek, now the the big question is, I've heard your name pronounced many different ways, your uh, last name. Could you please pronounce it for us? It, yeah, it is it is a weird one. Blazard. Blazard. Not how yeah. I say it. Very good. Uh, so it like uh, rhymes with hazard. Derek Blazard. Very yeah, cool. Blazard. Yep. That's the, that's the one. Who knows where they, how that happened but that's where we're at <laughs> uh if you were if you were at camp literally like um what a, we we get to the end of the raffle and you're just everyone's done and then you stand up and you're like no 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 i'm going to literally give away the best raffle prize <laughs> <laughs> of the trip uh so fun so we'll talk about it in a minute but derek owns uh beckett and rob very fine suit shop which i own a suit from and uh, I try not to wear it every Sunday because I don't want to be that guy that is like always in the same like suit. Like that's the only one he's got. So anyway, hey, well, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Great you guys, are best. I'm happy to happy to join you. I was trying to think where we. Do you remember where we met the first time? I don't. Mike, I was trying to hey. think. Like I road loaded Joe with Dan, but I don't think you were there. I don't think you were in the group that year. Uh, Dan um, went Dan went off the front for a bit, but. I don't think you were with him. I mean, I'm pretty sure the the way I know you is Dan connected us. Uh, I actually I actually connected Dan to the group. You did. So if you so my I remember my first ride with with the group. I think we were doing Little Cottonwood. Okay. Uh, not a you know it was a great day to join. Mm, really, a, a bunch really of hitters smart. for yeah. uh, for a, for a casual <laughs> stroll up Little Cottonwood. Uh, and so my buddy Jason Hawks. Do you, you remember? You know mm-hmm. Jason. So me? he was, he was the original connection. Uh, you know, he introduced me to, to you guys cool. and he, you know, kind of like, Hey, you should check out this group. And, um, I, I remember going to the website and just kind of reading, you know, kind of what me is about and just being like, uh, yeah, I think we're cool. pretty aligned. And, nice. and so I, I sent, you know, it was kind of like apply, apply here. And I, and I sent, um, you know, an email saying like, I think I'm a good fit because of X, Y, and Z. And, you know, um, anyway, I, I don't remember the first time that you and I met, but, uh, it's been, yeah, just an amazing group. Yeah. I remember, um, I got a text from you. We were selling kickers or we were doing that huge kicker order. Yeah. Um, that was like three or four winters ago, maybe. And, um, you were like, is there any way we could, uh, work out a deal where 
uh, I sell you a coat and a suit. And I was like, yes, you have my attention. This is That's exactly right. what I want. Yes. <laughs> so I think we traded a kicker for a suit and a nice winter, a winter coat, long coat. So awesome. So yeah. Yep. I remember that. I've, I've been able to, to pull on that lever uh, throughout my career a, num- a number a of times lever. to get effect to get, you know, things that I'm interested in and yeah. um, trade for this, that, and the other. And, and uh, it's, that's always treated me well. Dude, it's the best, it's the best lever to pull uh, anytime you're ready. So that's yeah. good. Cool. <laughs> hey, uh, not a lot of other announcements here. We're uh, the week of East Canyon road race just got canceled or pushed because it's supposed to rain on Saturday. But other than that, man, we're just grateful to be outside. You got no, to ride. No kidding. You got to yeah. ride today, right? I did. Yeah. Um, and I had, uh, yeah, it just, it feels like, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a difficult spring for, <laughs> for getting out, you know? Um, I, yeah. I finally just took my kicker and I like wrapped it up and I put it, like I took all the cords, like zip tied them. I'm like, this is not, it's not coming back out. I don't care how, out. I don't care how bad it gets. So I just, I just paused my Zwift account so that I could just be like, Ooh. yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't get on there. I got, you know, I'm going to, I got to go outside. I'll be the outdoor guy. Just taking notes here. Pause Zwift. I got to shut that down. Very good. Yeah. I'm always a little hesitant. I'm like, am I going to lose? Like <laughs> I worked, you worked so hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. I'm like, does this disappear? They should threaten you with that. I bet they get a lot more people to stay on. In this I know they, they would, but they probably realize it's in their best interest just to let us come and go as we, as we need to. Right. Yes. Hey, so, uh, one of Derek's best friends, Dan Mills, you know, Dan, um, I asked Dan to write this introduction and we were joking before I pushed record that it was almost like Dan had the introduction pre-written. He was, he was prepping for this, like a little draft. He, he had, he had it to me in probably 30 minutes, uh, which is really, it really speaks highly of your friendship, um, which is really cool. I doubt he copied and pasted this from anywhere. So really fun that um, Dan wrote this and I'll, I'll read it and we can, you can chime in anytime. Is that good? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So Derek, owner and founder of Beckett and Rob, which by the way, new team sponsor on the back middle pocket, yeah. uh, a made to measure custom men's clothing business with sourcing materials from Italy and England. Grew up in Boise, Idaho, playing every sport he could get his hands on. His basketball coach was very disappointed in his growth spurt that he experienced after high school while on an LDS mission. Where was this height three years ago? I don't know if that's a direct quote, but it looks like (laughs) something like that. Yeah. Uh, Served a a mission to Caracas, Venezuela and met his wife, Tara, afterwards while teaching Spanish at the missionary training center. Four amazing kids and they love to travel and camp together. Derek, remind me where your house is. You guys are right at the base of Big Cottonwood still. Is that where you still are? Yep. Yep. Right here in Cottonwood Heights. Okay. Cottonwood Heights. Are you in, like, are you right by the uh, weird old mill thing? Isn't that we where are you are? By, yes. Yeah. Yep. Both Dan and I live in the same neighborhood. That's how we originally met. Um, okay. So he's just down, down the street a little bit from me. And um, yeah, we're kind of, when you go by the old mill, um, there's an uh, entrance to a neighborhood right by the hog wallow oh, uh, yeah. right there. And that's where we're at. To the right or to the left of hog. Of- um, so if you're heading up towards the Canyon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's a right. So like right. the okay. entrance right next door to the, to Hogwallow. Um, I love Hogwallow pizza, by the way. Very good. Really? I haven't tried that. I'll have to, have to give that a go. But wait, that's part of your introduction. But wait, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah. You're a professional <laughs> Napoleon pizza creator. So anyway, I, I do make pizza. <laughs> uh, Derek, an incredibly coordinated, uh, incredibly coordinated, picked up cycling when his wife signed them up for the Spudman triathlon after they moved back to Utah from the Bay Area. Less than three years later, he was doing half Ironmans and a podium at Lodija. And like most of us, he likes gear, especially bike gear, ski gear, and modifications to his truck. His business is world-class, and I can attest to that. It is like, I was thinking about it, Derek, like why I loved buying a suit so much. I don't want to get weird about this. <laughs> but the suit, the suit is cool. But the experience of being in your shop was way cooler. Oh, that's good to know. That's fun. It was so, it was like my wife gave it to me as a, as a Christmas or birthday gift. And we went like, I had an appointment. 
the guy that took care of us, it was like the, he was so smart. I mean, I bought a few suits from men's warehouse and I'm like, you are not qualified to give me advice on how I look. <laughs> but when I was in your shop, it was so fun. Like the guy That's was, good. it was awesome. Anyway, so glad. Uh, beyond that, he provides his clients direction on making sure they have the perfect look that they're after. He is cognizant of every detail. And I love this. He can dress a 20 year old hipster, a newly returned missionary, boardroom executive, or tech mogul, MBA, or professional athlete, a working professional, or boring church dads. <laughs> uh, his work after a degree from BYU includes both business and clothing. He's always been interested in clothing, but has a unique ability to do a deep dive once he gets passionate about something, which is very good. And then Dan asked me to ask about your Napoleon pizza, pizza uh, making habits. Is that true? Okay. I, I, yeah. I, um, so I, I travel for work. I travel to Italy a lot and um, I've eaten a lot of pizza and pasta over there over the years. <laughs> and uh, my first time in Naples, I, I just like, had an aha moment with pizza where I, I mean, I've been eating, you know, pizza in Italy for a long time, but Neapolitan pizza, you know, the pizza in Naples is truly special. I mean, it is the birthplace of it. Mm. And um, I just fell in love with the simplicity of it, how good it is. I just, I, I, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta figure this out. So I spent, you know, I, for the last couple of years, I've, you know, I'm, I watch videos. I, I read, I keep notes. I have, nice. you know, a couple of different pizza ovens. Um, so I, I've, I've gone way down the rabbit hole and yeah. uh, that's something that I really love doing. I, I, I enjoy baking in general. I, I make sourdoughs and kind of artisanal breads and stuff like that. Um, and so the pizza was just kind of a natural, I guess, progression for me. Um, and so I, I usually, yeah, once or twice a week um, make pizza. I think you even guided me on my oven, my Udo, my Udi, my yeah. Udi. Yeah. Uni. Yeah. Uni. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I had, I started with one of those and it's treated me well. In fact, it's, it actually makes a really good like travel oven. You can take it camping. You can, you know, kind of, it travels really well. Um, and I got a, I've got a bigger one now that, you know, is kind of a, it's not a permanent, like huge one, but it, um, anyway, it's, it's, it's great. I, 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 yeah, I just nerd out about this stuff. I love it. So that's so fun. It's a good thing to nerd about. Very good. All right. Uh, last paragraph <laughs> is low level OCD. I don't even <laughs> so, <Nice. laughs> makes him the perfect suit guy and perfect bike buddy. It's likely that, that Derek has done a deep dive on nearly everything he rides, drives, or wears, making him a fountain of information. And maybe most importantly, he is one of the most loyal and considerate friends that you could ever have. Good tribute from Dan. That's fun. That's very nice. Hey, maybe talk about, uh, just tell us where you're from, your family, uh, maybe just some background. Sure. Yeah. I uh, grew up in Boise and my folks are still there. I've got, uh, I'm, I'm four of six kids okay. and um, three of my siblings and their families are still in Boise. And uh, I've got one brother that lives here. In Riverton, I have a sister that's in Nebraska. Um, all of us have kids, and uh, anyway, I had a great, you know, great childhood and stuff. Wonderful parents, um, and love Boise. Still, really enjoy going back there. And in fact, I always kind of thought I would end up there. Tara's from Michigan, but um, we, she loved Boise from the first, you know, time we visited, and and we always kind of thought that we would end up kind of moving back there to kind of, you know, set set down the the roots and stuff, but, um, I miss my family a ton. I just, I, the, the mountains here, the skiing, the, the cycling, um, I don't think I could leave it at this point. Hmm. And we've, uh, to, to both of our surprise. So we, we just love, we love where we're at, um, a lot. So, uh, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, gosh, I mean, I, I did, I played a lot of ball sports, you know, I kind of played everything I could, I could do when I was a kid. I just, uh, I played a lot of baseball, a lot of basketball, and then, um, kind of dabbled in like golf and tennis. And, you know, I ran cross country my senior year, uh, <laughs> uh didn't really have any business doing that, but I, I thought it would be a good, like, uh, warm up to basketball season type of a thing. And, um, so anyway, I, I kind of came from a background of, of yeah, ball sports, like, like Dan mentioned, um, and still, I, I still play softball with my brother. Uh, we, we're, we're on a, on a, on a team. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, careful. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> I gave up basketball like uh, when, I, when we lived in California back in, I think it was probably 2015 or so. We were, you know, playing church ball and, and uh, one of my, one of my buddies blew out his Achilles and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I, maybe I'm, maybe it's, maybe it's time to put the basketball shoes away. Uh-huh, I just, just uh-huh. don't know that I need to like, you know, be that guy that's trying to play into his forties and getting injured and stuff like that. And my, my dad was a wonderful basketball player and he, you know, terrible knees, ankles and stuff have kind of plagued him. Um, cause he just, he went hard for decades and, yeah. and it took a toll on, on the, on the old body. So yeah. anyway, good transition. Uh, you know, uh, we, I mean, it was, it was mentioned at camp that your father was recently diagnosed with cancer. Any update on him? You want to give the team real quick? Yeah. And I just want to say thank, you know, thanks to everybody for the support and love. Um, it's been, we're, we're still, you know, fairly early in the, in this process, but we've learned that, uh, so it's pancreatic cancer. It's, it's kind of spread to his lungs. And so we're, um, kind of preparing for, you know, that the, the chemo and the stuff to, to, to slow it, to do all we can to fight it. You know, my dad's, um, you know, he wants to fight it as, as aggressively as he can. Nice. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, he's gearing up for that. My mom and him are, you know, really courageous and just, just facing it head on. And, um, and we're, we're, you know, we're praying for as much, as much time as we can get and, and the best outcome possible for him. And, and, uh, anyway, I, like I say, I'm, I'm grateful for all the, the well wishes and, and the support that, you know, that the team gave. Nice. I know it's tough to, we were chatting before we started that it's like hard to, do I really want to open this can of worms and let everybody in and talk about it and have people ask, uh, yeah. does that make it, does it make it worse? And, uh, I think it makes it better. I think it, uh, it helps. I, so. I think so too. Yeah. I, and, and like I say, it's, it's kind of a new thing for me to have people come up and, you know, like I mentioned, people, you can tell when people have, I mean, maybe they haven't gone through it exactly, but just a lot of compassion. There's just a lot of good people that are, yeah. you know, in your corner. And so if you, you know, if you're willing to, to kind of let, let people in, let people in, let people know, um, there's a lot of support, you know, and yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. It's good. I agree. Hey, well maybe, uh, take us through a, okay. So I'm very intrigued with your business. I think it's so cool. And if you, if you follow Derek on social media, I mean, I know social media is what it is, but like the things you get to see, the places you're going. Um, I just think it's so fun what you've created. Will you talk just a little bit about it? Share the story of what it, what your business is, how you started it, and then where, like what it does, like where you get to go and what you're doing. Sure. Cool? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of a product guy at heart. I just, you know, since I was a kid, my parents would tell you that I was kind of obsessed with brand and with, you know, things and with stuff. And and I've I've tried to not let that you know, like go negative and, and cause you can be materialistic and kind of mm. even get a little judgmental of other, of other things, you know, whatever I, but it's, it, it, it served me well. I've, I, I'm, I'm very cognizant of kind of what's going on around me. What pro what products I, I'm aesthetically driven. I, I just love well-designed, you know, things. Um, and I think that early it kind of manifests itself in like, just almost like obsession with brand and stuff. And now it's more about like quality and make and, and design and, you know, some of that kind of stuff. And so um, I worked for a company. Um, so Tara and I, when we got married, we, we moved out of the country for a couple of years, lived in the, in Mexico and then in the Cayman islands for, I think we we're, you know, about three years or so um, worked for a company down there. I came back, I took a job for a company in Sandy and worked in product development and sourcing. So that I think, you know, my, my love of product and then, you know, kind of a knowledge of like how to source product and like work mm. with manufacturers and develop and stuff. Um, it, I guess it was just a matter of time until I <laughs> wanted to do my own thing. I was, you know, doing product that I didn't particularly care about, but the process was so fun for me. I, I you know, we did a lot of stuff in Asia. I was in China a lot. I don't speak the language. That was kind of a new, a new thing. This was like in 2007 ish. Um, and so I got laid off in 2008 and that was out of the blue and, you know, kind of a total surprise that Tara and I weren't expecting. We just had our first 
um, who is now uh, going to be 15 here in a few days. And um, anyway, we just, I, I did, I had, I kind of was blindsided. didn't really know what to do. Tara ended up working for the first year of Ava's life. Mm-hmm. And I was, I stayed at home with Ava and um, was just trying to figure out what was going <laughs> to, where I was going to go next. <laughs> um, I hadn't finished my degree at BYU. And so I ended up going back and doing that. And while I was at BYU, I just, I, I was like, I, you know, what, what do I love? I'm passionate about you know, I, I like suits, you know, I, I've always liked it just <laughs> always liked wearing suits. And I, I, I'd been overseas and had a suit or two made when I was in Asia mm. and loved the process. The product was never really good. It, the, it was, the, the fit was bad. The materials were bad, but, um, that was, that was kind of the Genesis. And I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know at the time, but I, I started, you know, back in Rob with this idea of bringing custom suits to, you know, to people here, um, in a, in a better quality way than kind of what I'd experienced over there. Anyway, I did start, we started making in Asia because that's kind of what I knew from the sourcing standpoint. And it wasn't long until I realized I needed to, you know, kind of do better. And I wanted it to be better than kind of what, what we were getting. And, um, just said, I, I, the best stuff comes out of Europe and I, that's where I need to be. And, um, so went to, uh, Italy, and I won't bore you with all the details of like going, I went to, you know, I was going to like the mills that make cloth and kind of like knocking on oh, the door cool. basically. Oh, cool. You know, like, Hey, how do I, how do I buy your stuff? And they're like, <laughs> what? what are you doing here? Why? why? <laughs> Leave. Nobody, nobody does this. Why are you here? Um, but anyway, I, so I, I, uh, partnered with a fantastic family owned, uh, kind of factor, uh, a factory of tailors in Portugal. That's where we do our cut and sew. Uh, the materials, the raw materials all come out of Italy or the UK. And um, yeah, it's, it's just been a really fun, I just, you know, that's the, the, the product side. And then in terms of the way that we, the way that we sell, it's kind of like what you described. People come in, we do a kind of a consultation. Um, I've got, you know, a shop here. I've got a few out of state um, and, and, you know, we're a small business Um very much a, a an in-store type of an experience. I do have out-of-state clients, but I don't like, it's hard to replicate what we do online. And so it's mostly in shop. Yeah. Um, and for better or worse, we've always like sold our own product. I don't wholesale it to anybody yeah. and I don't really buy anybody else's stuff wholesale. Um, and so I think that's allowed, allowed me to have, you know, kind of world-class stuff at what I think is a really reasonable price compared to what you'd pay if it was, you know, going to Bloomingdale's and buying something that's been marked up a few times. Yeah. Um, so we try to provide a good value, you know, and that's, that's kind of the way we do it. But um, anyway, so I get to travel, you know, I, I go to Italy probably three times a year um, and we make our shirts in Spain. And so I go to Spain a fair amount, uh, Portugal, of course, for my, my suit tailors. Um, I even, you know, go to the UK sometimes to like we get silk for ties and stuff. Um near Manchester. Um, and then of course we've got, uh, one of our, one of our most, uh, one of the mills that we work with most close closely is Holland and Sherry, which is in Peebles, Scotland. Mm. Um, so anyway, I just, I just love it. It's like, <laughs> it's a super fun. I, I, you know, I, I love what I do. So it's, 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 it's been fantastic for me. And it's also given me a lot of flexibility kind of in my, my life and my schedule and, and, you know, being able to kind of be home for a lot of things with, with the kids and, and stuff like that. So. Dude, well, I love to watch it. Your passion for it, I think is what makes it so fun. Like you, that's what has built it to be so cool. So. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. And shout out to Dave Britton for, I guess, rigging both raffles. How's that even possible? I don't know. I don't know. I was like, afterwards I left. I'm like, how, how did that's impossible? It's so crazy. And Andy has yet to come in for his suit that Dave very kindly uh, wow. traded up with him because he knew how bad Andy wanted it and stuff. <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to having Andy Compass in to, to nice. get it fitted out. Very cool. Hey, let's talk for a bit about uh, your transition from, uh, you know, you're playing sports in high school and whatever. Now you're doing Ironman. <clears throat> where was it where you're like, I'm going to go all in with cycling? How'd you choose that? Man, I, I think I, um, I started to dabble in swimming when I was in, when we lived in California, I had moved, we'd moved out there for about three years from like 2012 to 
15, 16. Um, and when we, when I opened a shop in San Francisco and, um, living there, a lot of people swim, I would go to the gym and mostly was focused on like weight training and stuff like that. And just lifting and whatever, that was kind of what I knew. Um, and for me, like, uh, you know, I'd, I'd run a mile or something to warm up. Right. And then I got a foot injury and, and couldn't, couldn't run. And I see these guys at this awesome pool at the gym that I went to that these guys would go out and just like knock out like these great pool sessions. And I'm like, I, I could barely do like a single length of the pool, you know, without <laughs> wanting to die. So I thought I'm, I, this would be a cool thing to like, you know, get better at. And I've, I've really loved swimming. I started, it's been, it's been difficult. I wasn't a swimmer in high school or anything like that. Um, that was the, my first kind of foray into doing things that are, you know, half hour plus type efforts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's not running. I mean, I did, I did rest, run cross country, but nothing to write home about. And uh, anyway, we got back to Utah and um, we moved here. And I remember talking to Dan, who was in my ward and stuff. And, and I, I, I think I said like, you know, is there like a softball team or, you know, like, what, what, what do we do here? And, do? <laughs> and, and Dan's like, no, you're not, no, nobody's playing, nobody's playing softball here. Like, <laughs> Uh, if you, but if you want, if you want people to like run with or ride with, like we got a bunch of, we got a bunch of those. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was like, okay. Or, you know, and then Tara expressed interest in like doing a triathlon, like a, you know, an Olympic distance triathlon. And so, um, we went and got her a bike. Um, and, and I'm like, this is kind of awesome. Like I, it, I, I'm a product guy. I'm like, these bikes look really, really cool. I want (laughs) to, they look fast. (laughs) And so. Um, yeah, it took like, I don't know, a week until I was like it back in the shop, looking at a bike for myself. And I bought, you know, I bought a bike that was like too big and like geared totally wrongly for where we live. And like, not at all. Like it didn't take long before I was like, this is completely the wrong bike for me. Yeah. Um, but, but it was, it was a first taste. And I, and that, I think that was in 2017 hmm. and, um, just hook line, hook line and sinker, you know, since then I've just, <laughs> I'm all in. And so I did start to dabble in triathlon and I still enjoy it. I love to swim. I don't love the, the run as much. Uh, cycling far and away is, you know, that's my thing. Yeah. It's my, it's my, it's my jam. So, yeah. um, yeah. And I, yeah, so I'm, I'm all in on, on the cycling and I'll, I dabble in some swimming and, and running if I, if I can. Nice. And when we first met, you were riding that ridiculously cool Ridley. Um, still have it. Still have. Okay. So what are you riding now? What are you riding now? Uh, I've got the Ventum NS1. Okay. And I switched up the, 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 the Ridley is an amazing climber. Like it's just a, it's a, it's a really cool, like, um, you know, it's rim, rim break, like slightly old school. It's kind of got that vintage, that retro livery on it, you know, the paint job and stuff. So it's, so it's a fun awesome. bike. I still have it. It's on, it's on the trainer right now. Um, but I just, you know, I wanted to get something that had the disc brakes and kind of some of the upgrades and, um, some of the more modern touches, you know, the, anyway, yeah. uh, so I, 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 I'm kind of like, I, I would love to get like a DeRosa or, um, a Colnago or something like that. Yeah. Like I'm kind of intrigued. I actually own a, a vintage Colnago, a, a couple yeah. of them. Um, and that's, that's fun. Uh, but I learned about Ventum and they're local. And I thought this is, I, I really look like that. That's really appealing to me too. I think it's super cool that they're mm. up in Heber and love to support those guys in, in you know, the small way that, that I can. And they've always been really good to me and good to us as a, as a team. Yeah. And um, so I've got the NS one and I've got the GS one. Oh, nice. And um, you know, still like trying to figure out where to, where to take that GS one. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to like learn the, learn the roads. I find myself like on the road and then on single track, uh-huh. you know, where like I should be on a mountain bike. And I'm like, I need to find these gravel roads I keep hearing about. Yeah, they're not, there's not, we don't have <laughs> so, I've had some good days on it though. And I do enjoy it, but, but the NS one's been awesome. And um, yeah, good bikes. Uh, I certainly want to hear about <clears throat> like you've done probably the most epic travel climbing of anyone on the team, but Favorite local ride? I probably can guess it. I'm like, can I guess? Yes, yeah. See what, okay. what you think. Big Cottonwood, Guardsman, down, Empire, back up. That's it. That's <laughs> the one. How come? Over to Park City and back is just my yeah. that's my favorite. I 
if I've got four hours or so, that's what I'm doing. Like it's, I, I just love, um, I don't know. So, I mean, big, big cottonwood kind of warms you up, you know, it's not, it's not going to like smoke right. you like a little cottonwood or like, like empire does. Um, so it's just, it eases you in. And then, and I mean, I don't know, it's just something about climbing. I'm not, I'm not really like built like an ideal climber. Um, right. and I'm not as fast as a lot of the guys, but I just love it. And, um, and something about going over, you know, picking up a Red Bull over in Park City and then heading back. It's just, a, <laughs> it's just a, it's just an, it's just a wonderful day. Like it's, yeah, I just love it. I mean, if, and, and plan B would be to go down, you know, Pine Canyon instead and into Midway. Nice. Uh, and that, I mean, I've just, I've got it right here. I'm like actually looking at the Canyon right now. Like there's big cotton right there. And so I just, it's, a, that's, that is, it's my favorite. I love that. I mean, I think you're doing like, 50 something miles and it's like 8,000 vert. I mean, it's, right. a cr- it's a crazy, when I see you post it, I'm like, Oh, that is crazy ride. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's not, it's not the best for miles. It's, it's funny. I, I, so I've done a couple of great, um, some great riding over in, in Europe. And, um, I did the Stelvio last year, which, um, was like, you know, bucket list, top of the bucket list type of a ride. And, um, talking to a guy in a bike shop afterwards and, and, uh, he's like, um, you did what today? Cause I did, I did what they call the cheap low. I did it from three sides and usually people do it from, from one side. And I think I, you know, you do it one side. And it's kind of like what we experienced around here. It's like, it's a 5,000 foot, you know, mm-hmm. 4,500 foot, you know, day or whatever. And people, people come from places like the UK and all in Australia, they, it's a destination type of a ride. Um, and I, I think I did like 13,000 feet that day or something, but I'm like, Hey, this is like, I mean, I don't usually do that that much vert, but like, this is like a Tuesday ride. Like we, right. <laughs> this, is, this is what we do, you know, anyway. The, and I, and I told the guy, I also have the benefit of living at right. almost, you know, I live at 5,000 feet. So, um, I, you know, Bormio in Italy, where you kind of start your ascent from on the Stelvio, I think is at like 3,500 or something. And so that in and of itself for, for, a um, a sea level guy is, is a change. Um, but for us, it's, it's where we're at. So it's really kind of given me, um, the, the, the possibility of being able to go over and do some of these epic rides and not, and, and, and it's an, it's an epic day. It's an amazing day, but it's not going to like, you know, put me into the, into the hurt locker too bad for the next couple of weeks. Like yeah. anyway, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, cool. we just got access to amazing stuff here. And then if you're going <clears> to <throat> recommend any plate, I mean, where have you been where you're like, you gotta go. Who, wh- what are you recommending? Not for, maybe not for writing, just for travel. Um, your favorite place. So I, I mean, I've, I've had, I've had the privilege of being kind of all over Italy I've been there many, many times. I've done all the kind of A-list sites, you know, the, the, the usual suspects many times I've gone, been able to go into the kind of the B, C, D category, you know, in terms of like the priority of what, you know, where, where you go. And I've just been able to go all over the country, whether it be visiting factories or, you know, a lot of times it's like, we've got a day off or something or, or some, and I'll just, I'm going to go over to, um, over to Switzerland, or, you know, we're going to go into, anyway it's all relatively close um for me northern italy is just magical um because you've got the alps right there um if you go kind of northeastern part of italy it's the dolomites um which are part of the alps and it's just that's where the stelvio is um the marmalada is there. Like there's just rides that are, I mean, for, for a cyclist, you're, you know how it is when you're, when you're driving or when you're someplace and you're like, I need to be on my bike right now. Um, <laughs> I wish I had my bike, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lake Como area, uh, which is right on the border with Switzerland. And so you, you go to Lake Como and you know, you're kind of in and out of Switzerland if you're, if you're driving around or riding around. Wow. Um, so it's just, it's just so fun to like be able to experience kind of a, a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Traveling up there. I, I, I think if I had to, if I just needed to, if I just needed to get away for a week or something, I would probably say Northern Italy. Very cool. Nice. Good yeah. advice. Okay. Noted. Very good. Yeah. And if you're a cyclist, there's no, it's, it's where you gotta go. You got, you gotta go try it out there. I mean, I haven't, I haven't ridden in France. I'm sure that there's amazing 
rides and stuff. Um, tons of epic stuff in France, of course. The Pyrenees, there's places in Spain. I mean, there's so much. Yeah. Um, got a little taste of Austria, you know, last week. Um, the Austrian Alps, tons of great stuff. Um, and but we also have like right here on our doorstep, like some pretty amazing stuff too. It's it's we're we're, we're very blessed. That's cool. Very good. Hey, uh, not changing gears totally, but um, I'd love to hear how you manage. Uh, I kind of always ask this question, but I think it's very intriguing. Is you're a family man, you're a businessman, you're an incredible athlete. Like, how do you? What's kind of your philosophy for pulling it all together? How do you make sure that you're um, well balanced and just doing a good job of all of them? Um. I think an easy, an easy one is like, if I'm missing a, a kid's game on a Saturday or something so that I can do a ride, mm-hmm. that's usually a red flag. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I'm, I'm lucky to be able to have a flexible schedule. I'm actually the reason why I don't, uh, join you guys for like the early morning stuff that, that you do so admirably. Um, but like, mm-hmm. I don't really, I, my, my schedule allows me to kind of like go mid morning, you know, type of thing. Like, um, I don't have to go super early to be able to get it in. And so I, I work after putting the kids to bed, I get, you know, I kind of sit there with my laptop and, and, and do work very, you know, kind of strategic about how I, how my, how I use my time that way. So that during the day while the kids are at school or what other things are going on, that's when I can like tr- do some training, get some writing in. Um, and Tara also will tell me if I'm, you know, if, mm-hmm. Hey, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is an interesting time. Like, I, I think, you know, seeing like my my buddy Dan, for example, who's in a different kind of phase. He's, you know, kid, his kids are out of the house. His time is a little bit different now that you know my kids are still young. Like, I don't want to miss. Um, I want to miss miss that. You know what I mean? Because I'm obsessed with like preparing for Lodajar or whatever it may be. And so, if I ever feel like I'm getting like imbalanced there, then I that's a, a, an indication of like you got to pull back or, um, yeah, manage that differently. Um, and cause I genuinely want to be there for all the kids stuff and, and spend time with them. I also like, I think a lot of us can, can easily, you know, I'd love to train for four or five hours a day. Like I'd be, it'd be awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got to work too. And anyway, nice. so my, yeah, the, I'd say the flexibility of my schedule has allowed me to, to hopefully lessen or, or, yeah, I kind of decrease that impact on my family. Um, otherwise, I think I would be doing what a lot of guys do, which is go early. Yeah, and, and get it in before you know school starts and stuff, so nice. that you're not you're not a drag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you look back, any fun experiences or races or memorable stuff that you would that you really cherish when it comes to the team or just to cycling in general. Um, you know, I've, one of the things I've loved about being on the team, um, for the last several years is it's, it's made Lodija and like events like that a lot more fun because you just, you've got a built in, even if you don't know somebody that's got the Jersey on, it's an automatic, like buddy, mm-hmm. um, just a lot of really good kind of men and women on this team that, um, that are genuinely good people that, you know, also will, they'll pull you if you're in trouble. I mean, it's, it's just, a, it's nice to have that kind of that network. And I love, you know, riding with, with people um, when I'm able see, passing another Duole on the, on the road. And I mean, it's a, it's a really good group. And um, yeah, I think um, one memorable year, Lodija, my first time doing Lodija, I uh, got on the podium and that was obviously really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was the year after, or maybe two years after, um, I, I got a, I got a flat and you know how it is when you have a mechanical or something like you're, you're kind of shot like your yeah. days, you're not, you're not sniffing the podium. Um, forget about that lead group. And, you know, Dan, Dan was riding with me and like, no questions asked, just immediately pulls over with me and like, <laughs> and torches his own day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and so that, that like, you know, Dan is a good example of the type of people on the team that are like, I, you know, Sean, many one time we were up, we were uh, in St. George on a uh, camp day 
And I flatted, we were, you know, can't remember where we were out on a highway somewhere. Yeah. And the huge group goes, I'm pulling off. He notices that somebody's dropped back. No questions asked. He comes back yes. and like it changed his whole day. Um, and anyway, just that, that to me is like indicative of the type of people that we ride with. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons why, you know, cycling is awesome and it's a great community and stuff because there's, there's a lot of us or a lot of people that are like that. Um, so that stands out. Um, those types of days stand out to me. It's not like, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a, a, a tough thing that, you know, becomes like a, a real positive, um, because of somebody's, you know, somebody going above and beyond for you. Yeah. I love that. Very good. Great stories. Dude, we all had those. I love that Dan stopped like yeah. that because you don't really have a whole lot of time to think and be like, okay. Um, I mean, it's so cool. Like just instinctively that he would do that. I love yeah, that. And he just had a look on his face like, Hey, Talk it's me you now, you know, yeah. we're going to, we're, it's, it's, we're for the next hundred miles. It's, it's the two of us. And, uh, and then he flatted with about 60 miles to go. I think that day. And you left him. So it just wasn't our day. And I took off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we, we, we went roadside on that one and, and got him back up and running and, um, and then, you know, came in together and it, it should, that, that was a good, it was a good day. No podium nice. in sight, but it was, it was awesome. Very cool. Hey, um, when you look at, um, what motivates you, what, what moves you to train and whatever, is there anything that you can pinpoint? Like what's your motivation to stay active and to take this serious? Um, well, I mean, I, I love sports in general. I'd be active at something if it wasn't cycling. I I just kind of like, it's part of my, um, if I'm not like physically active, I start to really have some internal issues like with just pent up energy, whatever, um, my daughter's wired. Like I am, I can see her kind of bouncing off the walls when she doesn't get physical activity. Um, but, uh, you know, early, early on, I think it was training for stuff like, uh, you know, with an Ironman in mind or, uh, with Lodiger or some, some, some target to shoot for, that was always like the motivation to like, to train and to kind of take it seriously. Um, and that's evolved a little bit. I mean, I still, I still care about that for sure. Um, but for me, I think the lot, a lot of my motivation comes from, uh, I want to, I want to be able to go and have the Epic day in Europe or here. I want to be able to go do like cascade Springs mm-hmm. and have a nice, you know, hundred mile day with eight or 10,000 feet of vert. Like that to me is it's, it's so like, I, I love it so much that like it, the training is, that's what I train for mm-hmm. is to be able to have those types of days. Cool. Um, and so yeah, I think that's kind of over the last year or so I've realized like I'm I'm still motivated to like do well at a at a thing like Lodija. Um it's always a nice payoff of you know kind of end of the, towards the end of the year and you've put in the work and right. it's a good day on the bike. Um but I would I would also, you know, exchange something like that for you know doing the Stelvio or <laughs> something and so I want to have the fitness to be able to do, you know, a ride like that. So that 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 kind of that pushes me. Nice. I love that. Great advice. Hey, when you are um, thinking back or young, young Derek's getting started in cycling, uh, what do you say to him? Like, what, like, this is your platform. What do you, it doesn't have to be biking, but like, what do you, what do you share with guys uh, maybe on the team or whatever? Derek's advice, any, any words? I wish I had some kind of something profound to say. I would say, (laughs) don't, don't buy that bike. That's too big. Um, no, I, I think, um, and I, again, I've, um, I really appreciated kind of the, the team's approach to this at like team camp and stuff like safety is first, you know, I'm, I'm a father of four, um, a husband, like I, there's no reason for me to go out for ego or for any other reason to like take stupid risks, um, or to do anything that makes me or someone else unsafe. And so that's kind of number one, like go out and have fun, but like, there's no reason to be unsafe or to, to put yourself in jeopardy. I don't need to reach 60 miles an hour on a, on a downhill straight. Like, is it, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you feel like I'm, you know, I'm fine. Anyway, there's just no reason to push it. Like that's kind of, that's one of the things I've learned. I, I went down, um, on big cottonwood mm. on a big cottonwood mm. descent, uh, two years ago or so. I don't remember that. And, um, not terrible. I just, you know, a lot of road rash and stuff and it came out, I came out fine. But, um, yeah, since then I've kind of been like, you know, what? I don't, I don't need to 
get a KOM or whatever the opposite of KOM, you know, the, the downhill version of a KOM. I don't need to like get any segment <laughs> of Strava for a downhill or anything like that. Like, yeah. um, totally happy to hang back and let, let guys go if that's what they want to do. And, and then just kind of take it, take it easy. Um, so I don't know. I think safety is number one when, when we're out there, because there's just a lot that can go sideways. Yeah. Big time. Um, and with traffic and whatever, anyway, that's kind of, that sounds heavy. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think for me, um, another thing that I kind of always just check in with is if, if anything's starting to feel like, feel like a, a grind, um, or like I, I've got to go do this ride or something like that. You got to check this box. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tolerate that to an extent, but like, you got to make sure you're having fun. So whatever it is that kind of motivates you, I would just say, go there and, nice. and do that. Like there's, if you, if, if you're not motivated by races or whatever it is, there's plenty of fun to be had on, on two wheels by doing other stuff. You know, mountain bikes are great. Um, gravel bike is a new kind of yeah. a, a new opportunity to enjoy doing what we do in a different, in a different way. Um, so much, and I, you know, I'm trying to invite like my brother or some other people, like it's more than just like putting on, you know, stretchy pants and going and trying to go fast on, on the road with cars. Like there's so much like fun stuff to do. So anyway, I would say, yeah, just be safe and have fun with it. Whatever, you know, find, find that happy, that happy place on the, on, on the bike. Nice. I love that. That's great advice, especially since you are in company with most of the, I was talking to Kristen about this, most of the pro riders who we've had on, I mean, not like we've had a ton of people on the podcast, but that is the advice that the pros give when they get on where I'm like, what advice will you give about getting better training? And they're all like, listen, <laughs> make sure that this is like an enjoyable activity. Cause it could be very stressful if you get weird about it. So, yeah, I, I, res- I, like I see guys doing stuff like intervals and, you know, kind of structured training and I've got all the respect in the world. You know, I've never had a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never like said, I'm doing an interval right now. I've never done any of that kind of stuff. Like I just, I try to go, you know, Alejandro Valverde style and just like go out and ride, put in the, mm-hmm. put in the time in the saddle. And like, if there's an opportunity to, you know, kind of sprint to a, um, a sign or a whatever, um, I try to let that kind of just happen naturally. I've for better or worse, I've never like structured my training mm-hmm. too much. I think a lot of guys thrive with that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would just because it, it would start to feel a little bit like a drag. Um, but I don't know, maybe that's what stopped me from beats two up the <laughs> up big is that a thing <laughs> <laughs> nice dude hey well um 2023 anything planned what's going on for this uh year? you know i'm signed up for lodija okay which group um masters 35b okay Very that's good. been our that's been our jam and um I, I i'm gonna be back in so i tried to do some rides last last week in europe and the weather did not go my way. I know. And uh, so it's just, bad. <laughs> it's like early season. It was kind of like a little bit of a, uh, just a Hail Mary saying like, I'm taking my bike and I'm going to see what I can get in. Uh, I was really hoping to do a couple of, a couple of bigger rides. Um, but uh, I'll be back in June and I'm, I'm hopeful that I can, you know, do one or two. So that's, that's kind of on my list. Uh, the St. George half Ironman is this weekend and I'm not going to be there. Okay. So, uh, not doing that, but um, I sent some FOMO. I feel like maybe you brought that up cause you want to do it. No, you, part of me does, but part of me is like, I'm, you know, I'm happy that I haven't had to be like training the run for the last yeah. several months. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think I'll do, I've never done five canyons. Okay. That's fun. So should I do, I think we like, that's our, like that we got to do that. Right. Yeah. Like, you're signed up. You're already signed paid up. More, so yeah. I'm auto signed up. So <laughs> I feel like I got to do that one. Yeah. And I, I won from Ventum. I won an entry to, uh, wait, to the, what? To the, you did? It's called the All Road. All Road. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that that's miserable. Brutal. It's awful. <laughs> it seems like it's something a cyclist would do, right? Or you, yeah. It's a terrible idea. Like, what time mm-hmm. should we go? Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> and so that, that, uh, that's kind of what is it, like a week or two from Lodija or mm-hmm. like before or after, but I think it's two Saturdays before. Cause it's the week okay. before point to point. So yeah, it's gotta be two Saturdays before. So I, I think I should maybe get serious about that and think about that. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be fun, even, you know, to, um, 
to try that one out. I like that it's local and, you know, kind of something that yeah. kind of feels like a little bit of a grassroots type of a thing that, you know, would love to support if I can, if I can do it. So okay. anyway, I don't know. We'll That's see. That's good. Those yeah. are good things. Yeah. Is Dan doing, did he, did you guys sign up together for Lotija? Uh, we did. Yep. Okay. Yep. Very good. Plan on being there. Man, usually, last year. Yeah. Usually I have my finger on who is in what group, but I have no idea who signed up for anything in that group. So, yeah. Yeah. Actually, Dan and I both missed last year. We, we traveled together. We had the oh, that's right. come up and we just were like, we're going to have to, we got to take this opportunity. And it was that's right up, right. right over Lodija and it kind of broke our hearts, but, um, but we had a good time. Um, but yeah, definitely want to be back this year. You're back. He's hungry. He's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Dude, what did I miss? Anything else? Any other final parting words before we wrap up? I don't think so, but Hey, just grateful for you guys. And, and all the, you guys do so much, so much good in the, in the cycling community. And, um, I'm just happy to be a small part. Um, I, I you know, the team, like the, the men and women on the team, like I mentioned, just really top caliber type people that I enjoy being with. So I'm grateful for all of you as well. Um, 20% off anything from Beckett and Rob, if anybody wants to come in, uh, you know, that's kind of what we're doing for as a team sponsor. Like if I can, um, help you with anything, feel free to get in touch and, uh, you know, get you suited up or whatever, whatever your needs are. So that's so awesome. Very good. I need more winter coats. I, I could have yeah. eight of eight or eight of them. Doesn't maybe you need a summer suit. Ah, maybe, maybe we need to get you into a summer suit that you can enjoy in the warm weather. Because right now, the only suit I have from you is like a wool blend that I just cook on in. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, we can, we can get you something that wears super comfortably in the warm weather and keep you looking your best for church. Yeah, right, dude. I'm ready for that suit I bought from you. I've worn it so much for the, like when I'm getting in the car for the crotch to just like explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, awesome. dude, you are the man. I'm so grateful you're part of this group. Um, it's just so fun to know you and uh, what you give to the people you ride with and not only through your company, but you're just a good man. So grateful for your Thank example, you dude. Thank you so much. Okay, man. Let's ride. All right, buddy. Sounds good. 